good morning, everybody, and welcome to Evansville Baptist Church. It's good to have you all here with us this morning. If you would, please stand with me. We're going to start by opening our hymnals together to hymn number 484. If you all find our seats here this morning, hymn number 484, Who is on the Lord's side? We'll figure that out this morning. We'll sing the first, the second, and the last of 484. Who is on the Lord's side? Sing it out this morning on the first verse. Who is on the Lord's side? Who is on the Lord's side? Who will serve the King? Who will be His helpers? Other lives to there that's the question this morning is who's on the Lord's side if you're on the Lord's side this morning on that second verse sing it out now this morning who is on the Lord's side I hope you are this morning not for weight of glory not for crown and for you again and think about it as I read it. Uh, Fierce may be the conflict, strong may be the foe, but the king's own army none can overthrow. Round his standard ranging, victory is secure, for his truth unchanging makes the triumph sure. Joyfully enlisting by thy grace divine, we are on the Lord's side. Savior, we 
are thine. Amen. What a wonderful song to start off our Sunday morning. I hope you're on the Lord's side this morning. I pray uh, that we're all together in that battle uh, for the Lord's side. Amen. Well, we're going to start our service in a word of prayer. Uh, Brother Jim uh, Doss, would you start our service this morning in a word of prayer? Amen. You may be seated again. Thank you all for being with us this morning. A beautiful day to come into the house of God and uh, open up that old hymnal and, and sing praises to his name. I hope you're ready to open your Bibles this morning as well and, and see what the Lord has for us. Amen. I uh, do have a few announcements for us this morning uh, to make mention of. Remember, ladies, this coming Thursday, September the 21st, is going to be our Ladies Fellowship. Uh, it's our third Thursday, so ladies, please be here for that. That's here at the church at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, I believe the ladies also have a project to work on this week. Am I, am I correct? Uh, we've got about... I think it's almost 250 John and Romans that we're going to get stamped. Uh, I will say this as well. Ladies, I'm going to keep you busy. I've already been in contact with the same company that makes those, and I'm trying to get us some more of them. And uh, so we're going to try and get the gospel. Uh, all this is is just the book of John and the book of Romans. And in it, it's also marked so that it shows you uh, if you were by yourself, you could go point one, point two, point three, point four, all the way through the plan of salvation. And uh, that's the hope is that uh, we could possibly get these uh, and canvas our area. And uh, I hope to get uh, quite a few uh, or quite a large chunk of our, uh, of our area done in the year of 2024. So we'll to give some more uh, thoughts on that in the coming weeks and in the coming months. But I want uh, to try to get the gospel into the hands uh, of just about everybody in our area. So we'll see what 2024 brings. But uh, ladies, I'm going to keep you busy with stamping them things. But uh, uh, we got 250 of them. And uh, pray also that as we have those 250 of them, uh, that those 250 will get into the hands of those who would read it and uh, even go through maybe those marked verses and, and find out about the wonderful salvation uh, of Jesus' death on the cross to pay for our sins and just pray that that were to take place and uh, pray that each one of those gets into the hands of somebody that needs it. But again, the ladies are meeting here this coming Thursday, uh, September 21st at noon. I would also like to make mention of, and we are only, I believe it's 47 days as of today, away from our uh, Worldwide Evangelism Conference, which is basically just our missions conference this year. And uh, I want to remind everybody of that. Friday, uh, Saturday, and Sunday, November 3rd, 4th, 3rd, 4th and 5th, uh, we will have that on Friday and Saturday. It'll be at 6 o'clock in the evening. And then Sunday morning at 1045 in the morning, then we'll have a lunch fellowship together, and then we'll have an afternoon service at right around 1.30. And we do have, of course, two special speakers coming for this. Uh, Brother John Adkins and uh, Brother Jeremy Snipes going to come and preach for us. Uh, for that, I would encourage you, if you don't have it on your calendar yet, please put it on your calendar. Make plans to attend. Uh, we do now have flyers for it on the back information counter. So if you're wanting to let your friends and family know, go ahead, grab a handful of those on the back counter, uh, let people know about it, and it's going to be a wonderful time. And don't, don't worry, you can still learn stuff about missions when you come uh, to a missions conference. It's still a great time. We're still going to open up the Word of God. We're still going to teach from it. We're still going to look at it, and I would encourage you, uh, let uh, people know about it. And uh, we do have those flyers on the back counter. And uh, again, that is going to be November 4th, 5th, uh, sorry, 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Uh, just coming up about a month and a half away now. So 
uh, we're looking forward uh, to that. And then just in the coming, in the coming weeks, I want to remind everybody tomorrow, uh, Brother John Bates and I are going to be heading uh, down to Georgia to pick up our church bus. Amen. And uh, we're going to be heading down to pick that up. Praise the Lord. I'm looking forward to seeing that big yellow bus pull up into this church and uh, see a whole bunch of kiddos jump off of that and come down and, and see the truth that's in the Word of God. Amen. So praise, please, please pray for that. Pray for us as we go down there. Uh, we are flying Spirit Airlines, so please pray for us. It's going to be a, uh, hopefully it comes with a pilot. I don't know if it does, but pray that it does. And uh, that your pastor doesn't have to get up there and fly the plane. Amen? I, only, I, I can only pl fly a plane in video games. I'm sorry. That's, that's all I can do. So we'll see if, that, if, that, if the skills translate. I doubt they do, but uh, please pray for us. And then it's about an 850-mile drive back in a, in a bus. So pray for Brother John because he's driving. I can't drive the bus, but uh, I'm going to be a slave driver back there cracking the whip on him, making sure we get that bus back here by Tuesday. And uh, so pray for us Monday and Tuesday as we're picking up that bus. And uh, pray also uh, when we get that bus back that we can get it registered, inspected, and ready to go uh, so that we can pay, be picking up kids and bringing them to church as soon as possible. Uh, Brother John and I were talking the other day, and we were saying every week that we wait, there's more kids that have an opportunity for the devil to grab hold of them. Right. And, uh, and take them down and, and get them into the cares of this world. So pray that we can uh, reach those kids uh, and reach those families uh, that might not be able to come to church on their own, but would maybe ride the bus. So please pray for that. Pray that uh, the Lord would bless that. I know he will. He's already blessed so much already. Uh, I don't know if everybody's heard this account, uh, but the Lord allowed uh, first week. Now, this was probably three or four weeks ago now, uh, but we put up that. Uh, that thermometer right there and our goal was 3,000 I was like well it's a lofty goal but we'll pray that the Lord allows us to hit it and uh, that was raised in three days <laughs> so praise the Lord the Lord just uh, allowed that money to be raised and uh, and even more so now the, I think uh, with another church a ministry that helps with buses they matched a lot of that donation and so the Lord's allowed us to raise just over five thousand dollars for that bus and uh, so praise the Lord for that. The Lord's in it. Amen. And uh, we're stepping out in faith and uh, it's going to be a lot of hard work, but we're going to do it. And I believe the Lord is going to bless it. Amen. Uh, so please uh, keep that in your prayers. I want to remind you as well, uh, not this next Sunday, but the Sunday after we're going to have the gospel friends with us. And uh, the gospel friends quartet is going to be with us for uh, the morning service as well as an afternoon concert. So I'd encourage you, if you don't have that on your calendar yet, please put it on your calendar. We're going to have some flyers made up here just a couple days for that so that we can get them out uh, to our friends and family and let them know about it. And uh, I would let you know as well, invite your unsaved friends. Uh, the gospel presentation will be given. We're going to uh, make sure that we open up the Bible in both services and see what God has for us from there. And, uh, but I would encourage you, invite some people. We're going to have a lunch that day as well. So please, uh, uh, if you're able to, please join us for both services and for the fellowship in the afternoon. Uh, uh, but I would encourage you, please uh, be there for that. And I wanted to uh, let everybody know as well that we will be having Sunday school that day as well. We'll have Sunday school and morning service that day. So uh, that will be at 930 and then we'll have our morning service at 10.45. Now, we do have a few birthdays this week. Uh, I did not put them in the bulletin for lack of space, but we do have two birthdays. Uh, we have Judy Brennan on September the 20th. She's not with us this morning. But we also have Miss Peggy Toda. She is with us this morning, and her birthday is September the 22nd. So let's sing happy birthday to our Mrs. Harris. Let's sing happy birthday to Miss Peggy Toda. 
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. Amen. Yes. I don't know how it worked out, but we never actually hit the first note on that ever. So Mrs. Harris can never uh, catch up with us. So we did it this time. We, we hit the first note. So maybe we're getting better. Maybe Mrs. Harris can try again. And, and we'll, my Mrs. Harris, sorry. Not the, she's, she was Mrs. Harris for how many, how many years at church? 25 years at, at our church. So now she's just Miss Virginia now. But, uh, but I'll, I'll just call her mom, okay? So if y'all hear me say mom, that's who I'm talking about right there. Uh, well, let's get our hymn books back out. That's all the announcements I have for today. We'll turn to hymn number 380. Hymn number 380, Just a Closer Walk with Thee. We'll sing the first, the second, and the third of hymn number 380, Just a Closer Walk with Thee. I am weak, but thou art strong. Hymn number 380. Through this world of toils and snares, if I falter, Lord, who cares? Who with me my burden shares? None but thing it is that we can walk close to God. Amen. We can have a daily walk with him, uh, get our Bibles out, and we can, uh, we can uh, have a walk with him. Sorry, I said get our Bibles out. I was talking about our walk with him. Let's sing our song of the month. I'm sorry. Let's put our Bibles away for just a second. I apologize. I said, I said the key word, or I said the trigger word. Amen. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. We'll sing it through just one time this morning. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing, I will sing, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord with my mouth.
of the mercies of the Lord. Amen. We're going to have our offering at this time. If I could have our ushers please come forward. We've got Brother Billy and uh, if Brother Jim would come forward, please. At this time, uh, this is a time that we just get to give back to God as He's given to us. And uh, this is a form of worship to give back to God. And this is our chance to just tell Him, Lord, we thank you so much for all that you've given to us. Uh, if you are visiting with us this morning, we don't expect anything from you. We just hope you get a blessing uh, from the service. Uh, but uh, we appreciate you all very much. And we're going to have our offering. And uh, Brother Billy, would you uh, ask the blessing on the offering this morning? Amen. While they're taking the offering, welcome each other to the service. And uh, just welcome each other. You can either you wave or shake somebody's hand. Tell them you're thankful that they came. Encourage somebody. stand together and we'll start filtering back to our seats as we open our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter number 3. We're going to have our scripture reading at this time. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, beginning in verse number 9 is where we'll start today. 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, verse number 9. And we'll read all the way down through verse number 15 together this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, I'll begin in verse 9 if you would join in with me on verse number 10. And we will read responsively all the way down through verse number 15. 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, beginning in verse number 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 9, we'll read down through verse number 15. If you're there, say amen. 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 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 9 through number 15. For we are laborers together with God, ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building, according to the grace of God which is given unto me. As a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. And altogether on verse 15, If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Amen. You may be seated. We'll bring our hymn books back out one final time to hymn number 262. Hymn number 262, Holy, Holy, Holy. Hymn number 262, we'll sing the first, the second, and the last. Holy, Holy, Holy. 
verse one more time together. We'll sing that last verse one more time, a cappella without the piano. Let's sing it on the fourth verse. Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, all thy works shall praise thy name in earth and sky and sea. Holy, 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 merciful and mighty, God in three persons, blessed Trinity. Amen. He truly is holy, is he not? Amen. Amen. At this time, we're going to have our ladies singing group come and sing a special for us. that will be amen uh, I'm looking forward to that day when I get to look upon his face the one who saved me by his grace 
Man, what a wonderful song. Praise the Lord. Thank you, ladies, for that. And this is dead again. I don't think I can keep this thing charged. It just doesn't, isn't working for me. Let's get our Bibles out. We'll turn to hymn number, or not hymn, sorry. We're going to turn to the book of 1 Corinthians. Actually, before that, I'm going to ask uh, all the young folks if, they're going to head, if they could please head downstairs. They're having Sunday school this morning. Yeah, Olivia, go ahead. We're going to have... Uh, junior church this morning, so they'll all head down there. And what a wonderful thing it is to have junior church, amen. Oh, praise the Lord! I'm excited for uh, when we get that bus going and we start to get some more kids in here and and uh, uh, make Marge just a little bit more stressed than she already is, amen. Amen. Well, that's such a wonderful thing to see kids and have them heading down there for that. Uh, book of First Corinthians is where we're going to be at this morning, and. Uh, I'm excited about this one for a few weeks. I was talking to Brother uh, John yesterday, and uh, I was finishing up compiling some notes there about what it is that the Lord's laid on my heart. Uh, but I'd like to come and bring to you just this uh, uh, simple subject, a very simple subject this morning. And, and the thought is, what are you building with? What are you building with? You're, what are you building your life with? What are you building our church with? What are you building your ministry with? That's the thought we're going to look at this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, uh, verse number 9. It says here, For we are laborers together with God. Hey, we're working together here. Right. Letting everybody know we're together in this. Right. We're all working together. We can help carry the load. We can help work with each other. We're, we're working together. We'll continue on. I'm sorry, that wasn't in my notes. That was a freebie, by the way. <laughs> ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me, a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it. Because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. But if any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. That's that very simple question this morning. What are you building with? There are two things, or a few things, sorry, that we can build our lives and our church on that we will look at today. The first one is wood, hay, and stubble. Those are, I would consider, uh, temporary things. Things that when the fires come, uh, they'll be burned up. Uh, they will be no more. And I would consider those the work uh, of man or, or work uh, being built with man. And then we see also gold, silver, and precious stones. And I see that that's the working of God. Uh, that's a church that's built on God, is, is a church that's using uh, those materials. But we're going to have a word of prayer, uh, and then we'll get into the message this morning. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you uh, for our church, Lord. I thank you for this group of people that's gathered here this morning. Uh, Lord, I pray that as we open up your word, Lord, that Lord, that you would uh, uh, take full control of this service. Lord, I pray that you take full control of your servant as I preach uh, what it is that you've laid on my heart. Lord, I pray that my words would not be heard, Lord. I pray that my uh, human, uh, uh, unuseful words, Lord, would not be uh, what is impressed on people's hearts today, Lord. But simply, I pray, uh, Lord, that your words, Lord, the words of life, Lord, the words that uh, will work, Lord, your words that will change will be what is heard today. In your name I pray, 
Amen. I'm going to, if you don't mind, I'm going to close this door right here. I can uh, hear a little bit of what's going on downstairs. I forgot to close that door earlier. I apologize. But we're going to start off with the first thing. And, and my first thought through this is it's not just what you build on. It's how you build. It's how you build. We see that, in, in, and if you look in the, into our text verse here, uh, it says here in verse number 10, it says, According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another built thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereon. So our church is built, the foundation is built on God. Amen? We are built on the Word of God meaning the principles that we uh, run this church off of and the principles that we should build our church on is the Word of God. Simply and, and, and entirely, I spoke about it uh, last Sunday night, I spoke about the whole Word of God. Amen? Uh, if our church is not built on the foundation of the whole, entire Word of God, then we're not going to get very far. It might last, it might stand for a couple of years, and it might stand for a little while, but eventually, with a block missing, it's going to end up falling. It is not a sure foundation if it's not the whole Word of God. But number one, we must build our foundation of God, but it's not just what you're building it on, it's how you build it. It must be built correctly, and it must be built with the right materials. There are many steps after uh, uh, the foundation that are necessary to build a, and live a victorious, successful, and effective life for God. There are many things that go into the Christian life other than the foundation. The foundation is important. It, it is vital. It is necessary. You can't have a house without a foundation. Right. You, you cannot have a, a successful Christian life without a firm, solid foundation. But then there's also other things that you build on top of your life. Amen? The house isn't finished with just the foundation we got to have the foundation. It's vital. It's important. It's necessary. But there are many steps after that to go along with it. Those steps must be done right, in the right order, and at the right time for the building of your life to stand the tests of time. You don't want the winds of, uh, of doctrine. You don't want the winds uh, of this world to come battering onto your house that is your life, that you've built with uh, uh, unfirm uh, uh, materials that will, will sway in the wind and might fall down. It must be built with the right material. 2 Timothy 2, verse number 19 says this, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his, and let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. The foundation, if built on God, will stand sure. Your foundation will stand sure if it is built on the word of God. If it is built simply on God. Uh, we can't build our foundation uh, on an incomplete book, amen? Uh, we can't build our foundation on an incomplete, uh, 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 we can't build it if, if it's incomplete. There's a lot, though, that goes into a house other than the foundation. There are, if you've ever, has anybody here ever built a house? We've got Brother Allen, we've got two Brother Jesses that have built a house. So you know that you have to have a foundation, number one, of course. It's necessary. Uh, if you don't have a foundation, even if you have a basement, there's still a foundation. There, there's still that foundation that the house is built upon. And if that foundation isn't sure, that's, that's what I'm trying to get at right now. We're going to talk about the rest of the house here in just a second, but I want to make sure that our foundation is sure. Because you can't build the rest of the house if the foundation is not sure. 
You think of, uh, I mean, I, and I think I've got the right facts here, but if you've ever looked at the, the Leaning Tower of Pisa, I always thought it was a Leaning Tower of Pizza growing up, and I thought it was kind of a cool thing, but it, it wasn't. I, I found that out later on in life. I always wanted to go visit the Leaning Tower of Pizza because I thought it would be a really, you know, it would taste good, you know, and I, I like pizza, but anyhow, that's beside the point. Uh, but the Leaning Tower of Pisa, it was, it was built on an unsure foundation, was it not? Isn't that what they say? It was built on uh, uh, the wrong type of ground, or the ground wasn't right, and the ground began to erode away, and it started to build the rest. Of, it started to uh, uh, tilt in the middle of uh, of building it, so then they built it in such a way that it would stay, and they they shored up the foundation. Uh, but if the foundation is not built on the right materials, or if it's not built with the right materials, it's not going to stand. But there's other parts that go to your house. There's walls, a roof, doors, windows, and many other parts that you need to build uh, that house. And your house is important. So the second thing I want to look at this evening is not only just, it's not just what you, what you build on, it's how you build. What you build on is very important, but how you build is also very important. Right. If you build the rest of your house in such a way that it's not uh, structurally sound, it's not going to stand up. I've seen all the time, if you've seen videos online uh, of these people who didn't shore up the walls properly in the middle of construction, and a big gust of wind came and knocked the whole house down. I've seen it happen. I've seen houses that uh, they weren't shored up right, or they weren't built with the right materials. They were built uh, with maybe shoddy craftsmanship or something like that, and the winds came and it blew the house down. So number two, there are some things not to build with. There are some things not to build with. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, in our text passage, verses 12 and 13, it says here, Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. We've got to look at what we're building our lives with. Our, our foundation, number one, must be sure, but after our foundation is built, what are we building on that foundation what materials are we using to build that foundation uh, i think about our church in our church i already know you can look at our statement of faith and you know what our foundation is amen yeah you can come to our, our church services and you know we only preach through the true word of god amen we only open up and preach the true word of god so you know uh, that we're built on a firm foundation but are we building our church with these materials the rest of the church after the foundation are we building it with the right materials or are we building it with these wrong materials of wood, hay, and stubble? What is wood, hay, and stubble? These are things that uh, when the fire comes, they're not going to withstand, are they? If you think of wood, hay, and stubble, you think of hay. You know, you, you light hay on fire and you'll burn a whole field down if you light the wrong hay bale on fire. It'll burn and it will become nothing. If you look at wood after it's burned for a while, it becomes just dust and nothing. It doesn't become anything. Let's take a moment I'm going to take a moment here and just look at an example of what wood, hay, and stubble might be in our church and in our lives. There's a few things that we can build this church on, or church with, sorry. After we have the foundation, there are some things that we can uh, build the ministries of this church and build the congregation of this church uh, and build all the things of this church with that are not good things. Or they can be good, but if we're building them in the wrong way, then they won't be good. If the only reason we're building this church is to build it with numbers and high attendance, then we're building it with the wrong materials. The church is the people, yes, but it's more important to be solid on the Word of God 
and to be solid preaching the word of God and to be solid getting the word of God out than it is to have a great large church with many people in it. We can have a small church that's doing more for God than a large church. If that small church is focused, if that small church is devoted, if that small church is devoted uh, to building with the right materials, that church will do great things. If we're building our church on just bringing in a lot of money so that we can have a nice building, then we're building our church with the wrong materials. Yes, we might still uh, believe that the word of God is, is true. We might still have the right foundation, but we're building the rest of the church with the wrong materials. If we're building with just having a lot of money so we can have a nicer building, we're building with the wrong materials. We don't need that huge building with crystal chandeliers. We don't need it. We can serve God just as effectively in an old, in an old church schoolhouse than we can uh, in, a, in, in the Taj Mahal of churches. In, in some ways, I'd say we can almost serve Him better because we don't have to worry about all the uh, uh, crystal and the chandeliers getting dusted off every, every weekend. Amen? We've got to build with the right materials. If we're building our church on dumbing down the Word of God to make it less controversial or easier to understand, then we're building with the wrong materials. Yes, you may attract the crowds with a rock band on stage. Yes, you may attract the crowds uh, with a feel-good message every Sunday. But that church isn't going to do a whole lot for God. We've got to have churches that will stand on the true word of God. But not only that, but that will build their ministries, that will build their churches, that will build their congregation on the right materials, with the right things, and for the right reasons. If we're building our church on tradition, then we're building it with the wrong materials. Tradition fades. Tradition is temporary, but the word of God is forever. The word of God is forever. If we're building our church on what one man says or what one man thinks, then we're building our church with the wrong materials. I was saying this uh, earlier. Look at those churches that were built on a man. And where are they now? That man's passed away and that church isn't doing anything for God anymore. Because that church was built with the wrong materials of a man. And when that material of that man left this world or left the ministry, then what happened to the ministries? What happened to the Sunday schools? What happened to the great soul-winning crusades that they would go on? They're gone. Because the church was built with that man. With the material of that man. These are things that many churches will build their buildings with. They will build their churches with these wrong materials. You know, these churches may look beautiful. They may attract the thousands and, and the tens of thousands. And they may have all the electronics you could think of with the, uh, with the great band and the, uh, and the huge uh, TV screens in their churches and, uh, with, uh, where you can barely see the pastor because there's so many seats in the church. And yes, churches may be built on that or built with that, I'm sorry. But is that church going to do anything good for God? They might for a little while. But what happens when the fires come? What happens when the winds blow? What happens when the tornado comes and it takes out that church? Uh, what happens when that pastor falls uh, that they built their church on? That, where, where is that church today? Where is it today? It's not doing anything for God. And it's not to say there's, there's nothing wrong with having a big church and having thousands of people as long as the church is being built on and being built with the principles that are found in the Word of God. 
There's nothing wrong with having a big church. There's nothing wrong with having lots of people. There's nothing wrong with having many different ministries of the church uh, and many different mission projects that, that we're in. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that as long as it's all being built with the principles and with what it says in the Word of God. Right. If it's not built with those things, then when the fire comes, the church will be no longer. It will just be a pile of ash that maybe once there was a great, uh, a great uh, many people coming and, and seemed like the Lord was doing a lot of great things. But if that church is not built with the true word of God, then it won't amount to much. It may do some great things for a while, just as your house might. I think of all the time, uh, and, and I don't know why they thought this was a great idea, but this was in Tornado Alley when I was in Arkansas. And they decided to build houses cheaper uh, to where they used a, a lower quality wood. And then they would use uh, a very thin, basically piece of cardboard as exterior sheeting which if you've ever built a house, you know that that uh, OSB or whatever you put on the outside helps stabilize the house. And they built it with this little sheathing. And if a tornado came by or if a heavy wind or somebody blew too hard on the side of it, the house would fall down. And it happened all the time. And the same thing can happen if our in our church if we're building it with the wrong materials. Right. Yes, if you're building your, your, your church uh, on a man, then that's the wrong materials. It's not going to stand because you guess what? That man is human. That man's going to make mistakes. And when that man leaves the church or when that man passes away, then what's going to happen to the church? Because it wasn't built on the principles of the word of God. It was built on that man. And when that man leaves, what's going to happen to the church? We've got to build our church with the right materials. We've got to build it with the right materials. In Acts chapter number 5, if you'll turn there with me. Acts chapter number 5, beginning in verse number 35. I've probably read this passage about, oh, probably 15 or 20 times. And I, yesterday I was reading it again, and it just, it hit me in this passage of Scripture. It was really, it was really interesting, and I'll read it for you. Acts chapter 5, verse number 35. It says here, And he said unto them, Ye men of Israel, take heed to yourselves what ye intend to do as touching these men. Speaking about uh, uh, Paul uh, and, and the partner that he had with him at the time. It was, it was speaking about them because they were preaching in the synagogues and in the temples uh, and the religious rulers didn't like it. So they took them and they threw them into prison, but then the angel took, got them out of prison and they were back teaching in the temple again. So they got them back out of the temple. And then uh, one of the uh, leaders in, in, the, uh, in that sect there of, uh, of, I believe it was the Pharisees or maybe the Sadducees, but anyhow, uh, of the religious lost there, uh, they came to them and, 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 and he came to all those who were trying to get them to stop preaching and stop teaching. And listen to what he said here. And he said, ye men, sorry, verse number 35 again. It said, and he said unto them, ye men of Israel, take heed to yourselves what ye intend to do as touching these men. For before these days rode up Theudas, boasting himself to be somebody, who, to whom a number of men, about 400, joined themselves, who was slain, and all as many as obeyed him were scattered and brought to naught. After this man rose up Judas of Galilee in the days of the taxing and drew away much people after him. He also perished, and all, even as many as obeyed him, were dispersed. And now I say unto you, refrain from these men, and let them alone. For if this counsel or this work be of men, it will come to naught. But if it be of God, ye cannot overthrow it, lest happily ye be found even to fight against God. The works of man will ultimately come to naught. The working of man will ultimately come to naught. 
what man builds or the things that were built on man's wisdom or, or on the thought of one man being all that ultimately will crumble and burn when the fires come. A church that is built on the wisdom of one man may grow large and it may seem to be successful for a while, but when that man falls or that uh, man leaves, that church dies. Why? Because the things that are built on man will come to naught. But praise God, if we build our church on the word of God, and if we build our church with God, then, then no matter what happens, nothing will destroy that church. If it is built on God. If it is built with the right materials. Our church cannot be the church that's built on a man. Our church cannot be a church that is built on the wisdom of one man. That's why it's so, uh, it's so hard for me. I don't want to be the pastor that, uh, that you see that he says, well, I found this in this commentary, or I found this in uh, Spurgeon's book of sermons, or I found this in, in this person's commentary, because I don't want to bring the man's wisdom into this. I want to speak just from the word of God. And I pray that the Lord would use that. I, I don't want to be the man that, uh, that is, is just going to preach somebody else's messages. I want to bring what God has laid on my heart. Because if we build our church on what man says. If we build our church on man's wisdom, our church will fall. Our church isn't going to do anything if we're built on man's wisdom. Yes, it may grow large. Yes, it may grow uh, great because of maybe the zeal of one man or maybe because of the, uh, the great preaching of one man. Uh, but if our church is not built on the principles that are in the word of God, then our church will fall. And our church will not do anything great for God. Number three, there are some things that we should build our church on. We looked at those things that we shouldn't build our church on. We should stay away from them. Be careful about them. Uh, be careful when a man comes in and wants to build the church uh, on his name or on, or on his principles or on his wisdom. If the principles that your pastor is building your church on uh, are not founded in the word of God, then I'm sorry, it's his wisdom. You're not building it on, uh, on, on the word of God anymore. You're building it with Man's wisdom instead of God's wisdom. But there's some things that we should build our church on. If we look at uh, 1 Corinthians again, let's look at it again. Verse number, chapter 3, verse number 13. It says here, Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work uh, abide which he hath built thereon, he shall receive a reward. There is a reward for those who build their lives with the right materials. If you're building your lives with the right things and in the right things, then you will receive a reward. I love that in, verse, in Acts. I want, I'm going to read it again for you in verse number 38 and 39. It says, And now I say unto you, refrain from these men and let them alone. For If this, if this counsel or this work be of men, it will come to naught. But if it be of God, ye cannot overthrow it. That's, that's a wonderful promise, is it not? And that's coming from somebody who's of the religious lost. Even he knew. Somebody who was lost. Even he knew that if it's built on God, nothing can overthrow it. We've got to build our church with the right materials. The things of man will ultimately become nothing, but whatever is built on and built with the word of God will never be overthrown. What are these things of gold, silver, and precious stones? We want to build our church on these things, don't we? We want to build our church with the materials that when the fires come and the winds blow, that, it, that the church will not move. 
I don't know about you, but I want that for our church. I want our church to be built with the right materials. So what are those things? Well, number one, those are the things that aren't temporary. Those are the things that are not temporary. Things that are temporary are the wood, hay, and stubble that uh, when the fires come, uh, they'll be burned up. But gold, silver, and precious stones, what happens when you put those to the fire? Well, if it's, the high, it's, if it's, a, if it's a hot enough fire, it'll melt, and then it'll, become a, it'll harden again. They're more permanent, are they not? Those precious stones, when you heat them up, uh, they don't burn right off the bat, don't, do they? They don't become fuel for the fire. They, they, they stand the test of time. So what are those things? Well, first off, those things are the Word of God. The Word of God. We must build our church with the Word of God. If we're building it uh, with something that is, uh, maybe we got some, uh, uh, we looked at another church that was bringing in thousands of people, and we said, man, that looks like a good, uh, you know, growing, strong, thriving church. And we say, well, I'm just going to copy everything that they do. Well, then we're not going based off of the Word of God, are we? We're not going as the Spirit leads us. Uh, we're not going as the, uh, as the Spirit of, uh, of God leads the pastor. Uh, we're just going based off of what another church has done. Another thing that we can build our church with is soul winning. You know, soul winning still works. Uh, giving people the gospel still works. Saving souls is still the goal of the church, is it not? Outreach, discipleship. These things are what we can build our church with. We must use these things. What does the Bible say? Uh, that once we, uh, once we uh, get them and, we, and, and give them the gospel and they accept the gospel, then we've got to teach them after that, don't we? Discipleship is what we need to build our church with. Outreach, soul winning, the word of God. Love. Love. What does the Bible say? Uh, the greatest of these is what? Love. In everything we must have love if we're building our church on hate then that church uh, yeah you might get all the people that hate everybody into your church but that church isn't going to do anything great for god it won't because it's not built on love we've got to build our church on love bible doctrine teaching people to have a love for god and others uh, a firm and lasting desire to see souls saved and lost sheep return to the flock that's what we're to build our church on not on numbers Yes, you know, we want to have a, a, a good group of people that we can uh, uh, more effectively get the gospel out and more effectively give uh, to different ministries and more effectively be able to do some of these things. But that is not the main reason that we're building this church. The main reason that we're building this church is to see souls saved and to see lost sheep come back to the flock. And to see those who were recently saved uh, brought up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. That's what we're here to do. Not build some great uh, uh, church on, uh, on, on these things of men's ideas. We can't build our church on one man. We can't build our church with an organization or a fellowship or a book that a man wrote. Simply, we are to build our lives on and our churches on and, and do all these things with the word of Almighty God. Simply. It's pretty simple, isn't it? say, well, how am I supposed to build my church? Well, get in the Word of God. Obey it. Teach it to others. Show them the miraculous saving grace of Jesus Christ. That's how you build your church. You may not ever be great in numbers. We may not ever uh, see a great building built, 
uh, or a gymnasium built off the side or, or, or a big uh, bus garage that can fit 10 buses. We may never see that. But as long as we are building our church uh, with the word of Almighty God and we're obeying what it says in it, then we're doing exactly what God wants for us to do. We're obeying God. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 19 through 21 says this, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are His. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. What are we building our church on? Are we allowing all these things to come into our church that we think will grow the numbers? Are we allowing the, uh, uh, the uh, standards of this world to seep into our churches? Uh, are, are we allowing the doctrine of this world and the, the things they're trying to indoctrinate us with, are we allowing that into our churches? We can't. We can't. Do you, do, we, want to be, we want to be meat for the master's use, don't we? Yes, sir. We want to be usable. We, 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 we want to be effective in the ministry, do we not? If we want that, we must get rid of these things in our church. Look at these churches that are built with the wrong materials. Yes, they may look strong right now. Uh, their foundation might be right, but the rest of their church is built with the wrong materials. Watch that church. Wait. Because the next time that church goes through a rough patch, or the pastor leaves, or the leadership of the church messes up, that church will crumble and fall. Those people that were building uh, their, their great ministries because of uh, the, the one person or they were doing it uh, just to please uh, one person other than God. And, and what, look at them now. When something took place, the whole ministry crumbled. Now, look at the church that's built on God. Yeah, that church might not be the biggest church. Yeah, that church might not bring in the millions of dollars a year. Yet no matter what comes the way of that church, it will stand firm and will stand strong because not only was it built on the Word of God, but it was built with it. The ministries, the, the ministries were not built uh, because of a man or were not built uh, with the thoughts of a man in mind or they were not built on that man. They were built with the Word of God. Not because a church isn't going to stand strong just because a man is strong enough to keep that church going. That church is not going to stand firm and stand strong because it has thousands of people coming to it. That church is not going to stand strong because it has millions of dollars in the bank. And it's not going to stand strong because the church has a large building uh, with 15 or 20 classrooms in it. The reason that church will stand the test of time in the fires of this world is because it is built on and is built with the holy, true, infallible, accurate, perfect Word of God. That's why that church will stand. Because uh, the people that taught those classes, they're not teaching that class because of a man. They're not teaching that class because they see great numbers coming in. They're teaching that class because that's what God has told them to do. No matter who the leadership is, no matter who the pastor is, 
We need a church today who will stand up and say, I'm going to serve God, not because of a man, not because of the numbers, not because of the money, not because of all of these things, not because of our nail up in lights, not because my pastor is some great person, but because I'm going to follow the word of God and trust God to lead me and do what God wants me to do. That's what we need today. That's what we need in our world today. We need a bunch of churches that are going to stand up and say, no matter the man that stands at the pulpit, I'm going to serve God. I'm going to build my ministry that God has called me to do with this word. Not my ideals. Not, not, not what I'm feeling, but what God wants for me to do. I ask the question one more time. What are we building with? What are we building with? Are we building with man? Or are we building with God? Are we building with wood, hay, and stubble? Or are we building with gold, silver, and precious stones? Are we building with the temporal? Or are we building with the eternal? Are we building with the temporary? Or with the permanent? You know what? I'd so much rather see our church win one person to the Lord than to ever see uh, our church build great large buildings with uh, you know, thousands of dollars coming in. I'd rather see us be a, a zealous church going out and reaching the lost right. than I'd ever want to see every single one of these seats filled. Yes. I'd rather have 15 or 20 that would decide, hey, I'm going to serve God. Hey, hey I'm going to go give the gospel. Hey, no matter what fear may arise, I'm going to step out in faith and serve God. Hey. I'd rather have 15 or 20 like that than have thousands that are just coming to church because there's a large group of people that, that came to one place or because the music's good or because uh, they've got all the light system and all the sound system and everything that they could ever imagine. Our church needs to be built on the Word of God but needs to be built with the Word of God. With the Word of God. A church in a life that is to be approved by and blessed by God must not only be built on the right foundation, but also built with the right materials. The question that we all should ask ourselves today and in our church we should ask is, what materials are we building with? What materials are we building with? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for your word. I thank you that we can build our lives on it, Lord. I thank you that we can build our church on it. Lord, I pray that our church would stand up and say, Lord, no matter what takes place in our world today, no matter what they try to get into our church, Lord, we're going to forsake all of it and simply trust you, Lord. We're going to simply build our church and build our lives and build our families uh, and build everything that we can with your word, Lord. I pray that our church would be that church. The altar is open, the piano is going to play, and as it does, you come. Maybe the Lord has spoken to your heart today and he's just telling you, hey, we're building with the wrong materials we're building with the wrong things you come and just say lord i'm done building with those wrong materials lord i'm done building uh, this church on myself lord i'm done building this church uh, with my own uh, pride or with my own things lord i'm i'm giving it all to you as the piano plays you come
Heavenly Father, God, we thank you so much for the service that we've had, Lord. I pray that everything that we've done today would be to your honor and to your glory. Lord, I pray that as we go from this place today, I pray that we would keep these things in mind, Lord, that we would keep uh, trusting you, Lord, that we'd keep uh, faithful to you, Lord, and that no matter what this world may build their church on, Lord, I pray that we'd simply build it on your word and with your word, Lord. We need you. I pray that these things that we've heard would not just go in one ear and out the other, Lord, but that we would take them and we'd ponder them and we'd maybe go study them for ourselves and study what it is that we're building our lives with, Lord. We need you in our church and we need you in our families. In your name I pray. Amen. Well, let's get our hymn books out one final time. We'll stand together. We'll turn to hymn number 354, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. Let's stand and sing all three verses of 354, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. Would you close our service in a word of prayer this morning? Amen. Thank you for coming. You are dismissed. Seats night at six.